All right, this is True News 365. This is a Christian worldview commentary podcast here for the purpose of bringing clarity to the moral, political, and cultural insanity that's going on today. And I seek to be a continuous reminder to those who are born again that God is still on the throne and Christ has been given all authority and will soon return. And we encourage one another with these words. Join me, share these podcasts abroad, and let's take it all for Christ. Okay, <clears throat> I am back. This is BX Blues with you today. And um, I just want to come in here temporarily. I only have a few minutes. And I thought I'd drop in with a message of hope. A message of hope. Okay, the gospel is hope, rest, and peace. Come and drink from the fountain of life. That's the offer that God gives. Uh, listening to these podcasts here on stereo. Uh, I hear a lot of confusion. I hear a lot of uncertainty. I hear a lot of judgment, anger, depression, anxiety. I don't. I hear a lot of unrest. And the thing is that the Lord has revealed who He is, and He has for us in print in the in the manner that humanity has has been able to develop understanding, which is the written record. Okay? The ability to communicate to the human world. Okay? It's not experience. It's not reciting. It's not uh, miracles. It's not floating signs, axe heads, or tablets but the written word okay that has come down from history from history okay and so the knowledge not only hits your ears not only hits your understanding by way of what is uh is read like you read a book you learn right and then the the message and the revelation is is uh, derived by understanding. Okay, so not only do you read a book, like for instance, you read a book, and let's say for instance you want to read a book on some kind of mechanics or whatever, and you want to learn. Not only do you read the printed information, and you tack it on as knowledge, but that information now is retained in your in your person, in your mind, by way of the utilization of reason, the utilization of understanding, being able to understand your senses, okay? The senses of smell, of touch, of feel, all of these things, right? Well, now we read the revelation that's come down to us from the Holy Word, and it's not just that we can read it, okay? We can retain it, and we walk away from that book, and now, oh, wow, when I was in grammar school, I remember, you know, Psalm uh, 1. I remember a quote from the Bible, whatever. In other words, you retain it. So now what is in that script, in that book, is now part of you. <clears throat> That's what I'm trying to say. Okay? And within the contents of that literature, which is the means and the medium that humanity has been able to retain knowledge, we can now walk away from it and still have it up in the noggin, in the mind, in the senses, in the training. And then you could pass it on the knowledge and the wisdom on to your children. So your children and their children's children could pass on that knowledge and it blesses them individually, right? And they pass on that wisdom. But the way that the information gets passed down to the generations if it gets lost in that wisdom, because we are human, 
it is retained in the written word, which is the medium by which God has used to pass down his scriptures in these latter times. So it's miraculous. It's miraculous. Okay. And of course, we can get into a whole uh, 80 podcasts to cover the wonders of the written record that we have. All right. And so, like I said, I have very little amount of time. I'm going to be here. I'm not going to be here long. Um, I don't know when. I'm waiting on something to, to, to pop. And as soon as it pops, I'm going to jump and I'm going to abandon ship. But until then, my message is the gospel is hope, rest, and peace. Come and drink from the fountain of life. Okay? And I pin my podcast anyone who's interested on various subjects from a Christian, uh, uh, from a Christian perspective on cultural things that are going on and understanding on scripture and doctrine and all that good stuff. Okay. But like I said, the word of God is the medium that in latter times God has chosen to communicate his word to us, thereby passing on his information to us, letting him, letting us know what he wants us to know about him, about us, about the world, about the future, about the past. All of that is in scripture. Okay. And people, you know, say, oh, it was written by men. But think about it. That whole written by men deal. Okay. Is what we depend on for everything in an evolving humanity. Okay. So you can't knock it. Because the reason why we know all the history we know is because of the written word, the written record, the historical record in writing and, and, and all this in excavations and things that have been found. Okay. In the intelligence that God has given us to uh, decipher history and to put two and two together. Okay. God has laid all that there for us, for us to learn and to pass these things on to our generations and our children and whatever, all this, the wisdom and knowledge that he has given us. And so he gives us this will. But I, I want to read uh, a little bit of uh, scripture right about now, something that, that jumped off at me uh, just now, just today. Okay. And it's regarding this amazing hope that the Lord offers. Okay. Um, but see, here it is. But first, before I do that, I'm in Matthew uh, 11, and uh, the conversation is of of uh, John the Baptist. Even John the Baptist is phenomenally holy and dedicated as he, as he was, and you can only know that by reading the scriptures to know how much he he loved God and how much how devoted he was to God. Even he doubted the Lord, right? Okay, now this is uh, uh, Matthew 11, starting at verse 2. Now, while in prison, John heard about the works of Christ, and he sent word by his disciples and, and said to him, are you, are you the coming one, or are we to look for someone else? Jesus answered and said to them, Go and report to John what you hear and see. Those who are blind receive sight, and those who limp walk. Those with leprosy are cleansed, and those who are deaf hear. The dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is any person who does not take offense at me. Okay? That was a, a nudge message to John. Okay? Because John was a, an Old Testament uh, Jew. Okay? So John was also believing, believe it or not, that the Messiah would come with armies and angels and, 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 and all his glory at that time. But part of the prophecy is that he would do those things, heal the blind, heal the sick, okay, and do those miracles where it's part of it. So he said that, yes, I'm covering that ground. But then he says, but back yourself up, John, okay, and blesses any person who does not take offense at me. Okay, so just to get John to check himself and say, I am he. I am he, absolutely. 
he says, watch yourself. Okay, so that's us. That's to let us know that we can struggle and it's completely understandable for us to come, but we have to use our reasoning. And this is what the Lord was telling in his message. His message was, apply your reasoning. Look at these signs that I'm performing. Look at them. This is, nobody else can do these signs. This is what has been uh, uh, expected of the coming uh, Mashiach, right? Um, because John was overzealous as to the arrival of the Mashiach, and he knew that that was his role to play, okay? So then Jesus comes and talks to the people and offers this hope, this hope he offers and I believe that Christ is kind of like the type of scenario where we see um, a kingdom coming against another kingdom. And before that kingdom comes to wreak havoc and to go to war, he sends a party of peace, okay, with offerings of peace, so that to see if there would be people, okay, or if that kingdom would, 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 uh, 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 back down and and submit themselves uh, to the other kingdom. And so I think that that's what um, the Lord's first coming is likened to, okay? Here in verse 25, at that time, Jesus says, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and intelligent and have revealed them to infants, okay? We know that in other areas of scripture, he likens infants to newborn people in the faith. Yes, Father, for this way was well-pleasing in your sight. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and anyone whom the Son determines to reveal him. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is comfortable, and my burden is light. Okay, reading from the NAS. Okay, so there's so much here. Okay, he offers that peace, okay, to the world when he came the first time. That was his peace that he came to offer because the religious people in those days, they burdened the people uh, with uh, law and, uh, and they themselves would not help anyone but lift a finger uh, for any of that, right? As, as is written in the scriptures. Now, I'll tell you that today there are people, like I said at the start of this podcast, people who um, just by listening to them, it, they have depression in their voices. They have anger. They have confusion. They have uncertainty. They're grasping. They're grasping. Whenever you grasp at something that you clearly don't have a foundation for, and you're, you're basically just grabbing on, for the ba on the basis of feelings, of emotions, if you're, you've created a God to suit yourself based on your emotions, that's a... a that's a God of vanity. That's, that's not real. And everything that you say, if you don't have a clear conviction, a clear conviction of the truth behind those things, and you can't really for yourself back up those things that you say, you say that God is this, God is that, that you are this, you are that. If you cannot logically, with the logic and the reason that God has given you, you being a sound, a person of sound mind, then you're inventing God. You're creating a God to suit yourself. It's not the God of Scripture. It's not the God that he's here. We have been given, along with these, this precious and phenomenal uh, Scripture and this Word of God, we have been given not only the intelligence and the reason to be able to decipher what this means, but we've been given the historical record to be able to go back to, to these Scriptures, every single doctrine, every word in these 
and these manuscripts can be assessed, can be studied, can be reviewed, can be scrutinized. That is what he has done for us in these latter times. So there's no reason why anybody would be ignorant as to uh, the ignorance of, the, of the, the, the context of Scripture and what they mean. So let us struggle to find out and to learn um, what all of these things mean and how they will affect us and how they, 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 they pertain to us, uh, pertain to God and the issues of truth, because truly our lives depend on it. The Bible says that we are only a mist here today, gone tomorrow. We're like the flower of the field, okay? Uh, here today, gone tomorrow. And so uh, when the flower fades and rots, it dies and falls to the ground. The wind blows it. Now you no longer know where that little flower once stood. That's what we're like. That is deep. That is crazy. So, and we're here. We know that time is passing by very quickly. We need to embrace truth. Forget about everything else. Okay? Uh, love, uh, peace, uh, everything else comes by knowing the truth. Joy comes from abiding in the truth. Knowing that what you have is truth. Having faith, a strong faith to know that what is true. Our faith is not a blind faith. Our faith is a faith that we can go back to. Not only is it spiritual and supernatural, because that's what is explained to us in the scriptures, that faith is something God gives us. But now he's giving us that faith. We go back to it, okay, and we study it. We meditate on it. That's what meditation is, delving in it and getting ourselves wrapped up in it. Uh, as any intelligent and reasonable human being would do, is to make sure that what you believe is true. But today in this culture, people don't live this way. They live based and off of their feelings, off of what they think sounds pretty. And there's so many different thoughts out there that they just pick and choose what they think resound, res uh, resonates with them. And they just take the ball and run. I'm going to listen to this one message and get back to my program. Would you say that the Adam and Eve story is literal or if it's like uh, trying to explain the, the separation of God and man? I, I say it's literal. I believe it's literal because the Lord Jesus Christ referred to it too many times. I don't think that the Lord of all glory would actually refer to a Harry Potter book or a fantasy fairy tale uh, that you teach your ch uh, children read to your children at night in order to derive massive wisdom and anything that has the weight of life and death, like the story of Adam and Eve uh, and, and the creation of the world and God's uh, intentions for mankind. There's no way in, 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 in anything, in any way possible that uh, Genesis um, and the, um, the whole book of Genesis can be in any way kind of fictional or whatever. There might be some metaphoric uh, applications within the book, but um, without a doubt, the Adam and Eve is as real as we are because um, we had to start from a tangible and human source. And therefore, that tangible and human source has already been identified, and that is within scripture. So yeah, there are times when there is metaphoric language, there is poetic language in, within the scriptures, but we decipher where they are and um, what they are uh, and what meanings they derive. Um, uh, but without a doubt, uh, much of scripture is very tangible, very real, very historical. And that's why this, the, the New Testament and Old Testament scriptures are indeed uh, historical document, uh, documents. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, yeah. So I said I had a program. I actually don't have a program. I'm doing this on the fly, but I am working on some podcasts that I do want to uh, have them better scripted. 
One is on uh, slavery that I'm working on. I've been so busy, I haven't been able to uh, lay that down. Um, but I've got a, a rough draft, and, and I'm trying to um, edit it. Um, and I have a number of other uh, other podcasts that I want to work on. I want to work on a, a podcast on slavery. I want to work on a couple of other podcasts, and I want to drop them on here uh, uh, to be nice and sweet messages. If I can do it, maybe within like 20 minutes or no more than half an hour uh, podcast, I think it would be really uh, cool. And then just post them up also to my anchor podcast, which is um, pinned above. Okay, True News 365. That's anchor.fm slash True News 365. Check that out. I'm also on YouTube and Twitter and Clubhouse. Um, I'm on Facebook and uh, all that jazz. Uh, and, and especially um, in um, IG, which is connected here to uh, st- uh, Stereo. So, yeah. So th- there's a lot of um, there's a lot of talk about uh, religion. There's a lot of talk about um, different doctrines and different things. What I think is what's important is the essentials of the faith. Everything else is entertainment. You know, um, the essentials of the faith. I just did a video. Um, that's another one that I wanted to do on here. Uh, the essentials of the faith. Uh, I want to do that in podcast form. I actually have it on a video um, form on my Instagram. Yeah, and you can check that out. Uh, and at some point, I'm going to lay these things down on uh, stereo and as well as my anchor podcast. And you can check that up for the future. Anyone coming around later on. I'm, I'm more than convinced that I'm shadow banned on these programs. A lot of my, my platforms, I'm convinced that I'm, sh- I'm shadow banned because I used to get a lot more people coming on but that's okay and that all of that is in the hands of god there were talk there was a a a podcast about um uh um, uh, censorship on here uh someone who got censored censored for speaking about uh, culturally sensitive material and nowadays because of the censorship there's a certain way that you need to go about um uh speaking on these things um, oftentimes, you, if you're on a sketchy um, platform, you have to set up these talks, uh, maybe like a podcast or something or messages on a less sketchier platform and just literally uh, uh, target people and, and, and point them in that direction. Because uh, as time goes on, we're not going to be able to speak about any of these things. We're not going to be able to even speak about the gospel of hope. And yes, the gospel of hope is that Christ has come and he came to save sinners. <clears throat> that we are fallen race of human beings. We're all of one race, but we're equally all sinners because we all sin. Therefore, God says we all must die. His justice is that his word is true. And so in his perfection and his justice, we are not perfect and we are not just. So we are under his judgment and it says the Bible that we are dead in trespasses and sins before we come to him. So we are either still in Adam or we are now in Christ, okay, who came to die for our sins and to save us, okay? If we can recognize our sin before him, we recognize these things, all right? So we recognize that we are sinners bound for God's judgment. That is the first uh dilemma that we must come to recognize that we are talking about a holy 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 god we are not holy let much less holy 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 (laughs) so we have to come together and recognize our our flaws our sin and we have to understand that we are sinners unto ourselves and so much more uh that much more to an incredibly vastly holy god so we must come to him. The provision of salvation and forgiveness, restitution, and redemption is only through Christ, is only through Christ. Once again, I read, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. That is the hope. <clears throat> 
That is the hope that Christ has come as a historical figure in time past. He has come nearly 2,000 years ago to come and shake the world to its feet, okay, to its foundations and offer salvation and hope uh, to us all as human beings. Recognize who he is. Recognize what he says about himself. Recognize that he has given, he has said right here, okay, all things have been handed over to me by my father. The, the father there is identified as the creator of heaven and earth and all things, okay? And in his human form as the God-man, Christ had been handed over everything, okay? All things have been handed over to me. All things have been handed over to me by my father. And no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except the son. And anyone in who, to whom the son determines to reveal him. So there's that resounds with the scripture that says that he is the, the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the father but by me. These things are true, and they're holy. Uh, J. Mike, which is the, this is the first one? I don't recognize that. Invite me up to the stage. Hey, uh, BX, will you invite me up? Uh, I'd like to have a discussion with you. It'd be pretty cool. Okay. Well, we can, yeah, why not? We can talk a little. Let's see. But I have to warn you, I, I may have to bounce really quick. Uh, okay, let's go. Where'd you go? Are you there? Oh, okay, there you are. How you doing, Jay Mike? I'm all right. How you doing? All right. Pretty good, pretty good. Feeling blessed. Sweet. So what were you uh, saying about like, yeah? I thought I heard you say everybody knows or something like that. Was that did I hear that correctly? Everybody every, everybody knows what? So, what, um, what did you say? I can't like everybody knows the the true sacrifice of Jesus or something. I don't know. I didn't hear the part of it. I just heard the part that everybody knows and I was curious on that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well um Every, I, well, everybody, the Bible says that, that everyone is with, without excuse. In Romans 1, it says that we all mm -hmm. know that there's a God. So in a sense, we do know uh, the revelation that God, uh, that these things uh, have come from God because everything in life in around us declares his glory. Yeah, so in a sense, yeah. Okay, so that's Romans 1.20. Yeah, I deny that. So like, because the way that you would formulate that is like, if the Christian God exists, then you know it. Uh, the Christian God exists, therefore you know it. It's just the case that I don't. So, well, that, like, that was just basically just following scripture. I mean, literally. Sure. Yeah. So what's the independent evidence that scripture is right? Like, I get that scripture makes that claim. But how do we know that claim is right? Well, how do we know anything? Do, how, what, what, what's the basis of knowing justified true belief justified true belief so what is what is um how do you justify true belief yeah so you have a belief in a proposition and then you have something justificatory like some inductive or deductive evidence um right yeah and if the belief is true it's knowledge but you know that's setting aside get your cases no but I, I mean like like for instance if you if you say to yourself uh, like I know something, if you say, well, I can know these things because I can use uh, the, uh, the, the, the parameter of induction to derive to this knowledge, but the, but, but the operation of induction itself presupposes God, because in order to, uh, expect something and return something to be like it was yesterday, which is really the scientific method, trusting in these things you have to not only apply faith but you also have to expect that uh outcomes are going to be repeatable and so yeah, outside of god we have no way of knowing that that's true okay so there's a lot of problems with what you said one um your assessment of induction involving god right and i just saying and you just saying that no it doesn't it's just inductive evidence of like what we look at and observe, it doesn't require this extra ontological assumption that you have. Um, we're, we'd be on a par from an intuition, 
So clearly, like, yours doesn't have more force than me. Mine doesn't de facto have more force than you, right? So now the question is, like, how do we actually determine who's right? Okay. Well, we actually go to inductive assessments, right? Well, I look at the world, right? There's no need for a God. Like, if we looked at the two situations and we said, okay, which one has a contradiction? The, the world where God necessitates intelligibility of facts or the world where there's not a God, but there's intelligibility of facts, right? Now we need to go, your claim is going to say there's some contradiction in assessing facts of the world without God, right? Is that, is that a good steel man of the position? Well, <clears throat> that, that, um, I'm not, I'm actually getting lost in the verbiage. I'm, to, what I'm saying is, is there? Let me just ask it this way: Is there a contradiction for me to know facts in the world without God? Uh, I would say, yeah. Okay. What's the contradiction? Identify the well. The fact the, the contradiction is is the claim to the contradiction is the claim to know to to know or believe in the facts, being that you can't really ground knowing the the or believing in the facts because. Uh, you can't make a claim to it because you can't ground it in reality. Was, okay, so none of that necessitated God. The fact that you said you have to ground it in reality is not problematic. But the problematic so how, how do you? is the extra something of God. You didn't argue for that. What do you mean I didn't argue for it? Not, nothing what you said necessitated God. Of course it did. Because outside of God, you can't know anything. No, I, I get that's that's the claim. What's the argument for the claim? Like just merely retelling retelling me that's what you believe has no. Like you got to understand, if someone doesn't yeah, but, accept the claim that you have, just stating the claim again doesn't like have any. They're they're not gonna go. Oh, you know what? Now I think about it differently. Right, clearly they're not going to do that. They're not going to go. Oh, now that you said it twice, then now I believe it. Well, no, right? but like, what I'm saying is, can, can you prove me wrong? I mean, I know you don't agree. No, I I understand you have a problem with my claim, but I made a yeah, claim, and now claim. and now it's up. Yeah, but now it's up to you to demonstrate how my claim is false. Okay, are you familiar with what shifting the burden of proof is? a fallacy that's that but that's not what i'm no i'm not but that's not what i'm <laughs> yeah. doing okay hold on bx what you just said was the analytic definition of shifting the burden of proof like you could you could not shift the burden of proof more than you did like that's the i, I disagree look, look you, you said i don't have to prove it you have to disprove it that's not how things work if you, make well, you a made claim, the claim but you made the claim of knowing no, no, no. Your claim is that you can't necessitate facts without reference to God. That's your right. claim. Okay? That's right. Defend that. What's the argument right. that necessitates that I look, – let me put it this way. If I just said there's a shoe in front of me and there's actually a shoe in front of me and in that world God doesn't exist, you have to show me where – you have to show me the contradiction in that world. That world at which there's a shoe and there's also no God, and there's an agent that can intelligibly understand that there's a shoe in front of them. That's a fact at which they could determine about the world. It, it's called an opposite. <clears throat> it's called an I, 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 I honestly I believe that you're listen, I honestly believe, and don't get offended, but I honestly believe that you're equivocating because you're making it more difficult than what it is. My thing is, I say that you can't know without God. Let me finish. Let me. Let, yeah, you can't know without God. If if you disagree with that, then your that your next step isn't to go around and and philosophizing. Your 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 next step is to demonstrate to me how you ground the realities that you're making claims for outside of God. Okay, so li literally, so I'm glad you said it that way specifically. Um. So when you said uh, – this is what you said. You go, when I make the claim that intelligibility of facts necessitate God, you have to show me why that's false. That's the same claim as me saying there's a leprechaun in my car, and you need to show me why that's false. You, no, you because that, that's what I've been 
No, listen, because that's what I've been saying all along. I've been, I've been saying my worldview is, stands on the fact that without God, you can't know anything. You come across and said, that's not true. I say, prove it. That's, that's on the basic level. That's exactly what's going on here. And I said, that's what I'm trying to say. Look, look, BX, I'm going to help you in the future. Okay. I'm going to help you so much because I, I promised you, you're going to be ridiculed. You're, you will be ridiculed for this assessment. I'm not even saying this to like one up you. I'm just, I, I've had enough conversations with people where like this isn't this isn't important for me to one up like a private conversation with somebody where nobody's listening to because I do a show where I have like 3000 people listen to me at a time. I'm literally helping you when I say never use this argument. You're going to get made fun of in actual academic circles or not even that. Just go on Discord with people that actually know what they're talking about. You were you're going to get manhandled if you really think that you make the claim, right? Because this is your claim. Your claim is intelligibility can exist if and only if the Christian God exists. And your next chess move is to say that I need to disprove that. That is literally the depth. It's a billboard on whatever highway you live near, right? If it's 75 or 85, that you're you're just putting a quote that should be on a billboard for, for literally shifting the burden of proof. There's not a better example than what you've offered so far. I'm helping you out. Don't do this, right? Don't take like from now on, don't make this conversation about about proving this to me. Make this about bettering your actual defense of your position because you're going to fucking get made fun of for this. I promise you. You can't go, "Hey, J Mike, I need to have you disprove my claim." Because that's like me saying, guess what? You live in a simulation. Disprove my simulation theory. You're going to go, no, motherfucker. Prove to me that simulation theory is true. And you would be right in saying that. You wouldn't be right in, in the opposite. In the trying to, what, I'm try, what I'm trying to tell you is that I reject every single word you're saying. Because uh, God presupposes... Uh, not only reality, he presupposes um, everything that we need to know regarding uh, truth, regarding yeah, understanding who we are. He, he, everything is, I have a, because of my, yeah. hang on, hang on, you, you are interrupting me. Um, I know I'm interrupting because, you because, because I am interrupting you because I know that's what you believe. You don't need to tell yeah, me. But let me finish. Times. Right, I but I, I've already, yes, but I've already. You haven't told me anything new. You just keep telling I, me. That God is required for the intelligibility of facts. You can keep saying that that's required, but I need the actual independent evidence or argumentation. Now, you have two options here. No, you don't. You're you're the one who has to ground why you know things. I'm helping you out. No, you're not. You you actually don't know what you're talking about. What I'm trying to tell you is you have – I don't know what I'm talking about. You're telling me you don't believe. You you started by saying you you do not believe. And you I really say, did. okay, so then how do you know anything to be true? And then yes. you yes. knew that you were headed, yes. you knew you, you yes. were headed for a vicious circle. Apologetics. I'm very familiar with it. I literally yeah, talked. You're, you're not proving that. You're not proving that to me right now. Okay. You're, you're yes. an atheist yes. Yes, and you're fine. equivocating. Listen, 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 stop. Two, two things. I don't want to do this to boast and I hate having to bring this up. One, just put my name into YouTube. I'm not saying that I'm like popular or I'm famous because I'm not. Okay, but I'm just want to point it out to you. If you put J Mike into YouTube, you will see that I have multitude of conversation, a myriad of conversations with people who are presuppositionalists. I understand what you believe in, but you this is the same issue that you guys say. This is what you do. You go intelligibility for facts can only exist if and only the Christian God exists. That's fine, right? I don't want to make this a meta conversation. If you're going to tell me that I don't understand your argument, I'm just going to direct you to my conversations with people where clearly I've understood and steel man their position, okay? And we'll do that to like flaunt because there's nothing glorified in being like an atheist advocate. I like in terms of like I'm not famous, right? Like there's there's nothing about that that I'd glorify in terms of like, hey, I'm famous. I don't care about that. My point is is don't make the claim that I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I do. I have conversations with this, and I'm blocked by very specific people who are presuppositionalists, who are famous in the presuppositionalist circle. Well, right? I, don't I understand all that. No, let's, okay. I, that, I, I know. So let me yeah, rephrase yeah. it to you, okay? So let me rephrase right, right, it right. to you. 
right? So when you make the claim, right, which is a burden that you bear, which is that intelligibility of facts can only exist if and only if the Christian God exists, it illuminates nothing to say, yeah, but you come from a background where you don't have God. Look, this, that would be just as valid if I told you that naturalism is true, right? There's only the natural world. I was revealed that by smoking a bowl in the woods. It was revealed to me through my phenomenological mental state. That's true. And then I, and then I told you, you don't have access to facts because you're using God. And I think that you can only access, access facts absent of God, right? So the same fucking claim. But just restating it doesn't reify or illuminate anything. You need to actually provide the argument on why that is true. And you have one option, right? An a priori deductive argument, right? Where the premises follow the conclusion. What is that argument? That, that, doesn't, that doesn't say anything to me. None of that says anything to me. It says, I understand you, you somehow are trying to pin the, uh, say that I have to prove something to you, but the initial claim was made that you do not believe in God. So I said, you yeah. don't believe in God. I said, well, how do you know, how do you know anything then? And you never, and you stopped there and you, and you just started equivocating. Listen to me. You stop. And the, the one who's getting uptight between the two yeah, of us, the right, one that's, listen, listen, the one that seems uncontrolled, listen, listen, yeah. let's notice, let's notice the natural. I never said any claims. You made a claim let's notice, that intelligibility let's notice, could <clears throat> let's notice, let's notice the natural, the natural phenomenon here is the fact that you're the one that's getting uptight. You're the one that's equivocating. I, I, even after I told you, I disagree with you. You didn't say, well, I think you're wrong and, you know, you're doing it wrong or whatever. But I asked you, you said, okay, so you don't, you said that everyone believes in God. You had a problem with that. I said, okay, well, how do you know anything to be true then? Because outside of God, you can't know anything. You have to rely on your senses. How do you know all this? You knew you were headed for a vicious circle that you couldn't get yourself out of. So you start to equivocate and you start talking about who you are and who you debated and who you talked to. I don't care about that. The fact is that you're not giving me any answers, so we're not moving forward. So, I mean, I, I hate to do that, but you're over-talking me constantly, and I can't get a word in edgewise. It's very simple, and it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't even need a PhD in, in uh, philosophy to have this conversation. My situation was simply, so how do you know anything to be true? Okay, you tried a, a little bit to go fur further to try to demonstrate what you know, but when you realize that you were headed for that vicious circle, you decided to equivocate and, and not let somebody talk. The aggressor here was never me. So for the person who has so much knowledge and, and is so confident in their stance, you seem to want to be the one unhinged. And that makes absolutely no sense. Okay, so that's basically it. The hope is that, that Christ is hope. That's all I wanted to be on here. I, was, I actually wasn't going to get into a debate. And I apologize that I had to bring you back down. But the question is, it still remains that, uh, that God is true, okay? He has revealed himself. I live from the faith of these scriptures. You say you don't live on the faith of the scriptures, but you say you, say you know things. All I want to know is, how do you know anything? How, how do you know things? Okay, that's all you have to tell me outside of scripture. You have to rely on your senses, okay? And where do you get that? How do you ground to believe in what you believe. That's all I'm asking. Okay, so maybe the, another time we can get into a more uh, dedicated podcast regarding uh, the, this type of apologetics and presuppositional. I'm not an expert, but I know the basics that I recognize somebody who, who, who's equivocating without a doubt. I'll listen to these three messages. Yeah, I'm getting uptight because you aren't substantiating your claim that intelligibility can only exist if and only if the Christian God exists. That's your burden to bear. If I say, I don't accept that, right? Provide me the evidence of why I should accept that. See, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about. You say, why should you accept that? Because, that's, because you can't make sense of anything else. I'm asking you, okay, so make sense for the things that you believe. So how you, do you, how do you know things? 
You haven't told me anything. All you're doing is denying what I'm saying. So you deny God. You deny God. Okay, I know. I understand that. We're moving forward, and now I'm asking you, so how do you know what you know? Okay? And you stop there, and you could not move forward. Look, when you say I have to rely on my senses, so do you. If it's special revelation. Exactly. I can, uh, I can rely on my senses because I have a revelational epistemology. I can make sense of these things because God, I, I serve a God who has given me the, 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 the power to, to rely on my reasoning. My question to you is, how, where do you get the power to rely on your reasonings? Look, when you say I have to rely on my senses, so do you. If it's special revelation, right, where you have to have revelation through God, that's through your phenomenal states. It's no different than my revelation that naturalism is true because I smoked the bowl in the woods. They're the same fucking claim, okay? You don't understand how this works. You have to filter all of this through your phenomenal states. You don't get a pass because you just invoke God. That's not how this works. It is how it works because I, I can point to things. I can ground things. Okay, I've got a revelational understanding and something that we can all recognize that the God of Scripture has made these claims of who he is. Outside of Scripture, where can you ground all of these things? You're saying that you can just decide to make truth out of thin air. How is that possible? Can anybody just do that? Is that the same for everyone else? How, how is it any different for anyone else? How is that person's truth any different than yours? You know, you're, 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 not, you're the one that seems to not to really understand these things and that you claim that you have experience. By the way, you look, you look very scared to remove somebody from the room, right, and then just talk when they're not there. That makes you look bad. Well, I'm responding to your message in a controlled way because obviously you were unhinged and you couldn't let somebody talk. Even after I rejected your claims, even after I told you that, no, the burden is not on me. It's, not, it's on you. And atheists do that all the time. They say, well, you know, you have to prove your God. No, you have to prove your claim. You're standing as an atheist. And the fact that you don't go to church on Sundays demonstrates that you've made that claim that you're an atheist. So you have to demonstrate what that is. You have to tell me why you claim. I say, well, no, I don't say that there's no such thing as God. I just say that, you know, uh, I don't believe that there's enough evidence for God. But see, you're living as though you've made that, that arbitrary decision already that there isn't a God, even though there's no proof that there isn't a God or there is a God. But you've already selected, you've take, taken a stance on, on the decision. And it's not the God worldview. You've decided on the not God worldview. Another time? Are you too scared? You don't want to have a conversation right now? Because clearly there should be nothing to fear of having a conversation. Not at all. There's always something to fear when you're dealing with people who are irrational. The fear of wasting your time. But, this, but, but the situation is that from the start, I'm actually waiting for someone to show up. And as soon as they do, I'm going to jump. That illuminates fucking nothing. The fact that you think your revelation indicates the truth has no bearing on the fact that the revelation to you could just be a deception. There's no logical contradiction that what was presented to you as a revelation was in fact a deception. And that the person who presented true propositions to you is in fact false. Right? You just have a a really naive sense of philosophy or theology. I, I recognize everything you just said as just a rejection of what I'm saying. That's all that is. But that's not the issue. The issue is that you're, I'm asking you to ground how you know anything. So even if I had, even if I had no grounding for what, I, for, for what I believe, how does that have anything to do with the fact that you have no grounding? Are you going to argue then, well, we're both in the same boat? That, if that's your argument, um, then it's empty because, okay, so you're making your argument based on just denying mine, which is ridiculous. So if you think that invoking God makes this work because you have a grounding, right, then any person that grounds it in something without that extra ontology could make that claim to you. And you'd say, no, that doesn't make sense for the same fucking reason that an atheist or a naturalist or a non-naturalist who doesn't believe in God, would make the claim towards you. Well, that's actually um, conceding a little bit to what I'm saying, because why would you evoke a, a, a worldview that's not 
that of your own instead of really arguing for your worldview. So if you're bankrupt in your own worldview and demonstrating the grounding for the things that you believe, then why would you go on and, and argue for someone else? Let that person argue for themselves. You know, if they have a different epistemology, if they have a different metaphysic, let them, let them come on, you see? But you're not grounding any of yours. You're just referring to others. Just invite me on the stage if you're not fucking scared to have a conversation. Well, I think you're getting a little uh, out, of, uh, out of whack yet again. Uh, profanity doesn't get you any any extra points. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to uh, listen to any more of your messages because I think you're a little bit unhinged. But yeah, so that's that's the point. The point is, is that uh, if, if, if I tell you that I have a the grounding of scripture, that he identifies himself for us to have a grounding on our metaphysic and our epistemology, as, as well as uh, ethics, then if you're going to make a claim about any of those things, you have to demonstrate, outside of God, of course, how you derive at these things. That's the way presuppositional apologetics works. And it's, it's actually very simple. You can't do that because all you're doing is, is, is uh, basing uh, your arguments towards me just by denying what I'm saying. You can't just have an argument just to deny. It's an empty argument. You know, I'm asking you and waiting for you, and you're, like, denying me, you know, denying just to move forward in, in the debate. Anybody can do that. Anybody can argue. But it's not about me. You should be concentrating on trying to ground your own epistemology. If you're not doing that, then, you know, we're wasting our time. We can't go forward. You're just going to give me a, a word salad and, and, and tell me about your experience and your expertise and your and your intelligence and and it's like okay i still disagree you're not moving on i'm not i'm not stupid i see what you're doing you're just equivocating you're not giving me any answers you're just telling me that i have to put down my sword and the god who has revealed all of these things and made all of these things possible for the christian to be able to ground these things in truth and have confidence in it you don't have that Okay, you know these things to be true, and it's because you know that there is a God. You can make sense of these things, it's because you're made in God's image, and that's why you can know things. That's why you can have a sense of ethics because you do understand the things of God, but you're denying God in order to do that. Okay, you're denying God and you're borrowing from my worldview. This is what the atheist does, ladies and gentlemen. Let this be a lesson. And uh, that's the end of this podcast. I got a boogie, but I do appreciate the back and forth to my uh, profane friend, atheist, who uh, says he knows apologetics. If you want, on IG, send me your YouTube. I'd like to see you in action. I'd like to see what's going on. If not, then catch me on Clubhouse. I'm on there as well. Um, and uh, we can uh, one day go back and forth yet again, hopefully this time, uh, next time more successfully. Until next time, folks, True News 365, later.